0: Hey, folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis?
1: It's fishy here, Marvin. How are you?
0: Eh, that's what I figured. I took a look at your weather, and it's like mid to upper 40s, a lot of overcast days. What are you seeing?
1: Uh, just that, which is um, a welcome change from the you know high-pressure systems, big blue skies, wind, I sound soft saying it, calling it cold, but you know, the, the upper twenties, lower thirties. Um, so the, the mid forties with, I'm sitting here watching little raindrops, kind of want to be sleet or snowflakes. Um, this type of weather is almost everything you want. So it's not, not too rough to be out. You can still feel your line and you don't have ice in your guides. but it's it's socked in enough, and there's a you know enough disruption in the sky and precipitation coming in from both the lakes and the banks to sort of color up the water a little bit. To, uh, you know, regardless of what you want to do, fish dry flies. You know, blue wings are out in big numbers. Um, of course, the the stuff I love doing specifically right now: throwing streamers for the lake run browns down in the lower section, down into the lake. Uh both are just it, it is, you know, the the last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks are the time to get out and do it.
0: Yeah, things will start warming up and it'll start changing, right? Bait fish will start moving around yeah. and it'll change the whole equation.
1: Yeah, there's just I put a post up a few I think a couple of days ago, but it's it's almost like we we get these windows and call them bite windows or fish movement windows. Well, we get these little windows within. It's not really even seasons. It's you know two, three, four week windows. Um, and and this particular one is Lake Run brown trout moving back down into their their lake spots. And our lake is lowered by thirty feet in the winter, so you know their lake spots is it, it's all still a river now. Um, so you combine that with some good weather and, and, you know, getting out there with the right flows and, um, it can, it can be a pretty good time.
0: Yeah. And it sounded like we were talking before we started recording that you're actually going to ride one of those pulses down to the lake today.
1: Yeah. Um, we we've been going through some, I don't mind it too much. Um, I, I try not to complain about, uh, the TVA, you know, they manage flood control, so we're just sort of uh, a secondary. But we're getting like four-hour pulses, which is, you know, you can fish a good six to eight hours on a four-hour pulse, you know, when you're moving. So if you're fishing the lower segment, um, it's about five, five-and-a-half hours for the 9 a.m. to get down to the lower end of the Wataga, And you, you put in, you'll be, you'll be catching it around one. You can ride that out till dark
0: yeah it works out just right for the time of year and had a had a kind of a good related question from Connor and he wanted to get your thoughts on you know what do big fish do in low water and can you target them in it or do you just have to wait till the water's up?
1: Sure um, a couple of different directions we can take on this there are. I would say I'm going to way oversimplify this and just say there are two types of big fish that we're going to be talking about. One would be the ones that are going to sit in lanes and eat bugs. And, and those are going to be in the bigger pools and generally, I mean, this is like any spring Creek or freestone that you'd be on. Um, Tail waters are going to behave the same way. They're going to be in the really deep pools that in, you know, clear water, um, provides protection for them, and largely speaking, they're not going to eat. Um, when we're when there's, you know, we have a lot of hours in the dark these days, and and high water, so you know those holding areas are going to be for protection uh, versus for ambushing. You can target them, you know, doing the size twenty six, size twenty eight, dropping down on ten feet of. Seven X, trying to get right in their face. A lot of big pools like that in Lower South Holston. Um, The other type would be, I'm, I'm guessing, this is what he's talking about: the big fish that are the, you know, predatory, looking for ambush spots. And you know, one of the things that that I have seen is they they operate or they hold like bass and. Um, the reason I compare them to bass is that they sit in up under and in weed beds. So the you know hydrilla and largemouth fishing, where you're trying to you know pound a a half ounce piece of lead through with a soft plastic, honestly, sort of the same layout. We have big thick weed beds, and you know in some of these big flats, um, the best way to target them I have seen is to. Put something big and loud right in their face and make it move as fast as you can. So the, you know, the shortcut to that is getting the big changer right on top of a weed bed, dipping your rod tip four or five guides in and burning it back two hands. It, it's it can be tough, especially in clear water and big skies, to make them eat. But if you do that enough, if you treat fishing big. You know twenty mid twenties to that thirty inch mark, if you treat fishing those trout like you would treat fishing for musky, you'll start seeing more of those big fish and you might not see any that day, but you go in with that mindset and um, yeah tar- target those big weed beds in the flats um, it'll it'll start to surprise you
0: yeah and I, I assume you're probably hitting those with like hybrid and polar changers.
1: Yeah. Uh I get <laughs> I've been getting pretty creative with some of the some of Blaine's platforms, but um my my current favorites are kind of changing up materials on for the support system. But um have a couple now using uh Greg Senio's laser dub as the support with either feathers i have one i've made one of the the crelex changers the the chuck diesels as i sort of jokingly called them um with the laser dub support so yeah i mean again you read (laughs) read that guy's book and um you start to get the tools to to get creative and and it's those you know six to nine inch like you don't need to go crazy um but those six to nine inch ones and, you know, striking the balance and getting something castable and also big with the right buoyancy is, it can be tough, but that's, that's part of the fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag and interview a drawing for two days on the boat with Ellis and one night at the Watauga river lodge. So folks get your questions in and Ellis, before I let you go, you want to update us on, I know, uh, bucktails, uh, hasn't been as productive this year as it has in the past, but if you got any new stuff there and just how folks can find you and get out and fish with you.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like for the last couple of times I've said, I'm going to be updating bucktail. It's been too fishy here. So I've been out on the water and, um, thankfully we've had some trips rolling in kind of last minute. So, if, if you are in need of tails, shoot me a message. I, I'm going to upload the site, but, um, you know, the time frame on that is TBD. So, um, Instagram is now Ellis Ward Guides, which is big news. Um, but, yeah, same, same stuff coming from there. Um, you know, message me there on Flyzotics. And, um, you know, as always, the best way to, to connect with me is text call leave a message etc on my phone at 513-543-0019
0: well there you go well folks show it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines ellis
1: appreciate it marv